Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I am Tyler Walzer. I'm here with Puya Ricey. Um, Puya, we were just talking about something I wanted to press record because you said something I didn't think you were going to say. David Carr, former number one overall pick for the Houston Texans, older brother of your favorite guy in the entire world, Derek Carr, uh, has come out and said that the Philly Eagles should sit Jalen Hurts and start Marcus Mariota. Now, you said, why not? What's the difference? Continue what you're talking about. Well, I mean, the the Eagles are just chasing that first seed for the bye, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. They're probably going to win their division, even if they play Mariota, no? I mean, no. They did the same thing with uh, Minshew last year, did they not? They're only one game ahead of the Dallas Cowboys. And they play the Cowboys this week. They play weekend. the Cowboys this week. If they lose to the Cowboys, they no longer win the division. Okay, so what was David Carr's thought? They just sit him this week or they sit him the rest of the season? They sit him for as long as it takes for him to get healthy. Which isn't that not always the worst. I'm not saying support David Carr's idea here, but letting your guy get healthy isn't for the playoff run, which you know you're making the playoffs. Isn't that not a better idea? Don't you want home field advantage? Isn't home field advantage in the NFL absolutely huge? It is. What's bigger? Having a healthy QB? What would you trade? Home field advantage with a injured QB? Well, not injured, but, you know, ne- uh, resting in, uh, what do you call it? Nursing an injury or home field advantage. Sorry, uh, or having a healthy QB and no home field advantage. I mean. What would you take? If you I would just take one or the other black and white options. I want both. I want both. Yeah. I want both. You got to keep playing him now. And then depending on the rest, there's, there's only week 14. There's five games left. So you got to make sure that you win at least three more games, then sit him for the last two games of the of the season. Maybe I agree. There's no way they do sit him. <clears throat> no, it's stupid. I'm just David discussing the merits of the idea. It's, I he, I think if, if he's a guy, if he can play, he will play. There's no other, other way around that of what will happen. Right. Just discussing the merits of the idea. So it would it would immediately make Dallas jump him. So right now it's Eagles, 49ers, Lions, Falcons. Those are one, two, three, four. Cowboys beat the Eagles. I think they jump up to first. And then if the 49ers win, the Eagles fall down to third. And then they're tied with the Lions if the Lions win this week. Like they could easily fall down to one, two, three, four, five, sixth. Maybe no fifth in the standings. And then yeah, I mean, no, it doesn't make sense. You gotta keep playing them. And then you if you get the first round by, then there's your extra week to get them healthy. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe by that time you can sit them for the last week of the season and the extra week. Like it just uh, who is David? Why is David Carr even getting attention at this point? Yeah, I, I I don't know why it was brought up in the first place by an individual. <laughs> but here's another thought. You're on talking that. about me. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's because it was the news of the day. We always bring up the whatever. news of the day. This whatever. is not the news of the day. So far, it's Tuesday morning. It's been a very slow morning. Uh, this is the only thing that's come up on my feed that's been a hot topic. Right. Now, just to throw you under the bus, because that's what we do to each other. It's actually Wednesday. Is today Wednesday? It's today's Wednesday. Okay, so today's Wednesday. Because we specifically specifically waited an extra day to try and get some extra news that might have come out between yesterday and today. (laughs) Nothing came. Actually, that's not true. There's a bunch of stuff that happened, um, which we should get into. Let's get into it. Now, I'm trying to think of, I had a Patriot stat. Uh, yeah. And then so the you had something that you were points so... allowed over the last X number of games. You see the top five teams with the fewest points in the NFL allowed over the last nine games. Let's say Patriots are the top of that list with the fewest points allowed. Yet forty six only ones with an zero and four record. Only ones with a losing record. The rest oh, of them are four, so Patriots forty six points allowed, zero and four. Forty niners zero and four in the last four. Zero and four in the last four. Yeah. Yeah. The forty niners. 49 points allowed, 4 and 0 in the last four. Dolphins are next 3 and 1. Ravens are next 3 and 1. Colts next 4 and 0. So that that is that's bad offense. Is what that is, right? It's bad offense, but it's also I think the games are terrible. Nothing's happening in these games. I tried I didn't watch the game. I tried to watch the highlight reel for the Chargers Patriots game. There was I'm, not, there's yeah. not really any highlights. Well, it's because the game was a couple six sacks. There's a couple of sacks. That's it. There was no touchdowns, which is frustrating because the char- like how how even though they won the so the Chargers beat the Patriots six nothing um, last week. How does Brandon Staley still have a job after that? Like that is still a fireable offense, is it not? You didn't score a touchdown. You have Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. Um, Joshua Kelly, you could say, like your offense, you have a number one wide receiver draft pick, Quentin Johnson, who's apparently very crappy. Um, how like I don't understand how he still has a job. I thought for sure that because if he lost to the his Patriots, defense held them to zero points. So, but that's like you but you have to like that's not acceptable. No, but you're supposed to be a playoff team. Yeah, I would think the move here is to fire him promote somebody to see what they can do differently to get a little bit of experience moving into next season because this season's washed. They're not going anywhere this season. No, but how do you who do you promote? So well, that Brandon could be Staley's... that they don't have somebody in mind. The ownership doesn't have somebody in mind that they think should take the reins. Well I mean you you would if it was Brandon Staley who's the defensive play caller and a defensive minded guy. He's your head coach. So your defense is playing well. So if you're going to fire him, the defensive coordinator is like he. You don't want him to move because that defense is still decent, right? They just held the Patriots to zero points to what you just said. You got to get the offense going. You got to get the offense humming. You got to figure out how you can put points up on the board so you're not losing games by one touchdown or three points or winning them by one touchdown or three points. Um, but that offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, you'd think that he would jump into the head coaching spot because he's had head coaching interviews two years ago. However, the offense sucks and it's his fault. So you can't promote him. So whatever you're going to do, you got to try to get a spark from your offense. You're not going to do that unless you bring in outside, but 
but you can't bring somebody outside because you got four or five games left in the season. You're not well, going to. That's re- probably why they haven't have executed whole... anything. They have maybe they have like a Jim Harbaugh or something. Yeah. They well, so let's get into this because Jim Harbaugh is not going to stay at Michigan. That's pretty much well known, basically because there's going to be a bunch of sanctions and a bunch of penalties in NCAA. He can go to the NFL where it doesn't affect him. It just affects all the kids that signed up to go to Michigan. Um, they can leave in the transfer portal. It's not a big deal anymore. But it's between him and seemingly Bill Belichick for the Chargers role. Now, I think it was three years ago, I heard that Jim Harbaugh said that he loves Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's his favorite young quarterback in the NFL. Kind of seems like he's kind of going to go to L.A. Chargers, is he not? Yeah, you did take him over thing. You did. You did have a whole thing that uh, Belichick might be going there too earlier in the year. So this yeah. would all explain why they're not in a rush to make a move. Because what's the point? They've already been looking at their guy for next season. This season's over. It's a wash. Um, it also could explain why Staley's not working as hard because he already knows he's punched but- his ticket for next year. And so he's kind of lost that extra motivation to try and get this team out of the hole. But isn't he working towards having a job with anybody in the future? Like you almost have to wish that he hopes he gets fired so that he, because he's looking terrible every single time he's on the sidelines, not knowing what's going on, that he might not get hired again as a coaching position. Could be. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. (laughs) You're here to tell people. You can't just say, I don't know. It's an odd situation. Like I... It it perplexes me why they're so bad. I don't understand. It's the to me, this is the weirdest team in the NFL this year because they had high hopes. Like well, they, they were supposed to be good. It, like what got worse about them from before where they were they were kind of a high energy offense. They're putting up points. Yeah. With win or lose, they were doing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's the most frustrating team in the NFL because they didn't lose their quarterback to injury. They're one of the few teams this year that hasn't lost their high-profile quarterback to injury, and they still can't put points up. So what is going on? They're like this team should easily—they're five and seven. They should easily be seven and five or eight and four. So it's just—I don't know—I don't understand them. I don't know if like maybe Eckler is on his contract here, so he's probably gone next year. I don't know why you'd bring him back. He's having a very bad year. Um, Keenan Allen's getting old, but I mean he's their best player. You just have to keep feeding him the ball. Justin Herbert is not going anywhere. That's the guy that they're going to build their entire franchise around. So basically it just comes down to everyone waiting for next year, which is such a waste of Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert in kind of like their prime together. Cause Herbert's only going to get better. Keenan Allen's going to start regressing soon. You got to get a new running back. I don't know. Cause you're not going to pay Eckler. Not after what he's doing this year, that whole team is just, it's in shambles. They need a, a Jim Harbaugh to fix it yeah. up. I think from what you're saying, it's over. Move on from the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. I have so much of my fantasy football team, though. I know nobody cares, but I got Eckler and Keenan Allen. Like I have to win this week to get in the playoffs, too. I don't think they're going to get it done for me. No. I, I, I don't have faith in them. No. Nobody ever should. Okay, let's talk about, because we had another injury this year. I mentioned. So I had a thing about the, you kind of bypassed our most bold notes at the top there which you had a Patriots stat and I had a point to make about it. I even specifically yeah, you... texted you and asked you to remind me. Yeah, why don't you, to... why don't you say it? Because you sidetracked it to the, uh, the, um, from the Patriots right to the chargers. And you went into this whole other bit. When did I do that? The entire last 10 minutes. 
Anyway, <laughs> the Patriots are bad. Yes. Now, you notice nobody feels sorry for them in any way. I think Patriots fans are even trying to tank. Well, yeah, but because this is one of those situations I was looking at it that sometimes you kind of like you have a bit of sympathy, not too much sympathy, but you have a bit of sympathy for a team because a player they drafted that, you know, it was a top prospect in the draft didn't work out. Somebody got injured, you know, a couple uh, players they picked up on a big contract. They didn't kind of meet expectations. You can't say any of those things about this Patriots team. They have every player that they drafted that didn't work out. They have, they never have any top prospect guys. Nobody that they picked up was supposed to be okay. This guy's going to change the team around. It didn't work out. This is a team that seems like they didn't go out to do anything at any point in the last few years. And now they're just like, yeah, they're, they're reaping in what they sow. This is the fruits of their labor. They didn't do a fucking thing to make this team better over the last few years. All that they've done that was big news is they let Tom Brady go, which is showing now they should have done anything. Thing they could have to have kept him because yeah they didn't do anything else what high profile player did they try to pick up that they didn't get well the only person that you could say is they drafted mac jones in the first round to be their savior worked out for them for one year and now he's just <clears throat> trash now he's trash right, but mac jones wasn't up. even supposed <clears throat> to be the best quarterback in that draft no but he was a guy that fell to the like to them to where they were so even if Let's say they brought Tom Brady back and he didn't go to play anywhere else. This would still be a year where they're losing all their games. Right? Because would it though, or would have Tom Brady had made those demands of listen, we don't sit idly by. We do this, go get this guy, go get this guy. It seems that nobody But he's made not playing that- this year. He retired. Right? So this would have been the same year where they're bad. Right, that's what that's what I'm going based off. Of. He sure, would okay. yeah, yeah. No, I years. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But I'm saying that my point would still be valid. Of you did nothing to get better. This is like the lazy team that didn't do anything, and now you suck. It's a it's a well deserved you suck. Yeah, they. You're not wrong. I like nobody cares that they're bad. Like no one feels bad for them. This is the fall of the empire, and everyone's like, yeah, well, it was bound to happen at some point. So no one's upset that it's like the and if the Yankees started losing like nobody cares you had you've had it good for so the, long so my point is that the Yankees is different because the Yankees keep paying big name guys to try and come and it doesn't always work they're trying to do something they're but no one feels bad for the them. problem but no one feels bad for them is what I'm saying no one feels bad for them I'm saying that in addition to that the Patriots that didn't seem like they actually tried to do anything make a major splash to get better I'm trying to think of the last time they've made a major, like Randy Moss probably is when they went and that's traded for Randy Moss. That's probably the thing, biggest yeah. splash that they've had just to bring an outsider into a Bill Belichick yeah. team. Cause usually he does build Antonio with Brown lasted a game. I think the, uh, yeah. So the best thing I saw this week was that it's a Patriots fan saying, I can't wait for the, the Patriots to tank, get the number one draft pick, in the draft this year and then trade it for 14th, seventh, seventh round draft picks. Like that would just be so bill Belichick. I laughed when I saw that. It's, it, that, that way doesn't seem to be working right now. Right. It's time to move. Well, he's on. gone. He can't stay there anymore. Like, I don't think he wants to stay there anymore. And at some point you just have to move on. You have to say, Hey coach, before you die, like metaphorically or like theoretically your career starts going down and you're a laughing stock. We're going to cut ties with you. We're going to kind of like put you out of your misery so that you don't have to be here and hear all this from the once great. We don't ever want to hear once great. 
You always want to be the great, not the once great. That means you're on a decline. Yeah. So he's got to go. They need a whole reset in New England uh, and a whole reset with the Chargers. Both those teams. Now, okay, let's talk about the big news of the this year. It's quarterback injuries. We had another one. Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain, week to week. Um, seems like he's going to be done for the season. No one's really saying because everyone wants to be positive. Didn't look good. As soon as he started standing up, starting to walk, he went back down, pounded the ground with his fist, took his helmet off, threw it, threw it across the field. So, and then all the other, all the players, like the wide receiver that was standing beside him also fell to his knees and was like, Oh no, like that's our season. This guy is our season. The guy that tackled him on, um, who did they play? The Texans? No, no, the Bengals. Bengals, yeah. Yeah. The guy in the Bengals who tackled him looked at him and was like, oh, crap. I, What did I do? Like, I just heard a guy that's like the face of the league almost right now uh, because he's the only guy left. So that's the year of the backup quarterback is what I'm getting at. The Jaguars are probably done without Lawrence, right? Like, they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to win a game if he doesn't play. We can agree on that. Yeah, that's. I think it'll be tough. So two things I got. This the whole thing of what I'm trying to say is where the fuck was the golf cart in Jacksonville to take Trevor Lawrence off the field? Like the coach and a police officer had to carry him off the field all the way from where he fell into the locker room through the tunnels. Like there's no reason your franchise quarterback out of all the golf carts that are probably in Florida, they can couldn't I, can find I make one a guess? for the guy. Can I make a guess? Where was um, Christian Kirk got injured earlier. And he's just still riding around on it. They just no, took no, him right out of the They building? probably just parked it somewhere, like not thinking. Guy walked away from it, and there was nobody there to drive it back. Yeah, you know that's. You know what? That's probably the most logical reason of of to what actually it's just happened. a bone. It's a bonehead move. It's such a Jacksonville move. They have a swimming pool, but they can't get their quarterback into the I dressing saw that, room. Yeah, that's insane. I, I what I feel like they're gonna do is they're just gonna try him out, and it's probably one of those things where they're optimistic that hey, maybe he can just tough it out and play, and it's probably gonna just be too much of a too much of a crutch for like too. It's gonna be too hard for him. It's you know it's gonna affect his game too much. He's not gonna be yeah. able to get his balance. He's not gonna be able to shift his weight properly. He's not just gonna be able to make the throws and. It's so like an unfortunate ending to a, a very well for all of us. Like you and I were starting to get on board with this Jacksonville team. Like all of us have are suffering because of this. It just the whole NFL with all these quarterbacks, like so Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, um, who else has been going down? Like uh Anthony Richardson, uh, all these guys are going out. There's not many guys left. Now, before I get into that point, there is the AFC. So the Jaguars are eight and four. The Colts are seven and five. Like, yeah, the Jaguars have to win. Like they need Trevor Lawrence to play immediately. They can't do the thing that David Carr said about Jalen Hurts, where it was like, maybe they rest him for three games, get, make him ready for playoffs. Cause they lose three games. They're, they're out of the playoff picture. This AFC, like the Texans aren't even in a playoff spot right now at seven and five, which is wild. Okay. So the point I was trying to make, I, I got a new, I got a new one of why maybe Derek Carr believes that stuff. David Carr. Yeah. It, that's what I said, David Carr. Um, Derek Carr, but that's okay. I'm, let's get the you just love Derek back. Carr so much. Let's get the recording back on. I said David Carr. Um, <laughs> You'll hear it. You'll hear it tomorrow. He, um, in his career, he wasn't. He wasn't very great. No, he was. He awful. probably just heard that from his coaches. No, 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 no. This is the smarter move. We got to rest you, and we're going to put this other guy in. 
So he thinks, okay, yeah, coach is right, coach is right. That's the good move. That's the good franchise move to do. So he thinks it's a better move just because he was constantly getting benched in, in place <laughs> to put in other guys when he was able to play. He was always on a bad team, and they're like, you know what? We're going to wait till the team's good before you play. We're going to wait till the team's good for you play. And his team never got good, and he just all of a sudden evaporated. He was one of the biggest busts in the in the NFL. Okay, so the point here I'm going with is all these backup quarterbacks getting a chance this season to start. We all, we often see guys kind of revive their careers by being a backup for two or three games during injury. Who this year has the best chance to win a starting role with a team that maybe needs a quarterback next year? Oh, like who we got? Think about this. Start firing off some names here. Well, we got Bailey Zapp, Mitch Trubisky, C.J. No, Beathard no, is the new guy. No. Uh, Joe Flacco, the Bengals who, guy. So that is, I'm glad you said that. I got two guys that I think can absolutely do it. I don't consider Josh Dobbs a backup right now because he started the season as a starter in Arizona. He's been a starter He's, pretty much. Uh, I, I disagree with that. He started the season as a starter due to the fact that Kyler Murray was injured. Well, Kyler Murray no one knew, been. but no one knew Kyler Everybody knew Kyler Murray wasn't going to play until week 10. So their starting quarterback to start the season was Josh Dobbs. Okay, so then we can even include Dobbs in this then. But Jake Browning, who was the Bengals, um, came in to play for Joe Burrow. Three touchdowns, one interception, making 75% of his pass completions. Uh, that guy, I agree. If he continues to play and the Bengals make the playoffs this year, then he will get a starting job somewhere in the NFL, no doubt in my mind. Um, the other guy who's been around for a while that is very much a fan favorite in the United States of America, especially Gardner Minshew for the Colts. The, I mean, just what he's done already, probably he's going to get a starting job somewhere in the NFL, no? I can see that, but I also feel like his history will catch up to him again. Is maybe not this year. Like he might be the like what Nick Foles. He might was. finish the year doing in. pretty strong. Exactly. He gets another chance as a starter. Oh, I'll uh, never say that. Team. Yeah, I'm not even talking like they I'm I'm assuming that anyone who gets a job next year and it was a backup this year is going to be bad next year. Because you do you then you have videotape that people can watch, then you have kind of tendencies that you always do that are going to start backfiring on you. Like teams will watch. So yeah. I don't expect them, any, any of them to be, have good careers. Maybe Jake Browning, because I think, is he not a rookie? Um, I but, think he's young enough. Yeah. Yeah. But Gardner Minshew for sure is a, a perfect example of a guy who's going to use this year where he has taken a team to the playoffs. They're going to go back to Anthony Richardson. So Minshew's going to leave. He'll go to, let's say, I don't know, somebody that needs a starting quarterback. And he'll start, but he's, I don't think he'll do well. But I think those are the three guys that we got. Like Minshew and Browning play each other this week. The Bengals and the Colts play each other this week. So that'll be interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, but remind me who's the Jaguars uh, backup? Uh, CJ Beathard. Yeah. He's been around for a while as well. He's not good at playing football. No, he is not good at playing football. But I mean, like Baker Mayfield is the guy who did it last year. Came in and backed up uh, Matthew Stafford, then came in and just like, played two, two or three good games. Someone saw something in him. Now he's the starter for the Bucks. I I gotta go with. I think it's gonna be Garner Minshew for next year. I think someone picks him up, maybe the Bucks, and starts him. Maybe the Falcons picks him up. Um, I just don't think it'll work out. But that's kind of like there's so many examples of how that or. Or that ha of that happening again this year, 
I wonder how yeah. James Winston's I, personally. Going to be. I don't think anybody has made enough of an impact that yet that you're going to say, okay, this guy could seriously be a legit starter for um, a couple seasons, right? Like, a, yeah. have a full time starter role, not just a trial starter role. Yeah, I think the guy that is Browning for the Bengals. If the Bengals, yeah. if he could, take he's the young enough, the playoffs, right? He's young enough, yeah. and he was on. He was in a situation where he's to sit back and learn because you're not going to start over Burrow. It, you yeah. just, it's not going to happen. It, there's no competition for that starting spot. It's his spot until and they he's just paid no him too. Able to play exactly, so. exactly. So he he has the best chance to go somewhere and, and be yeah. great. Now, uh, Joe Flacco, the opposite of Browning, very old, came back in uh, for the Browns this past weekend. Played very well, extremely well. Now the Browns yesterday put him back on the practice squad, which means that he can sign anywhere else. I don't understand that move because with all the backup quarterbacks in the league right now and people being very desperate to like playoff contenders being desperate to keep winning, putting Joe Flacco after a game like that back in the practice squad, I do, it's very odd to me. If they weren't in the playoff hunt, I'd understand it that, hey, we just want to develop our other QBs. But for the fact that they are in the playoff hunt and think like we need a guy to be our most reliable guy in the playoffs, it seems kind of odd. Like it seems yeah. like you want to just keep the veteran guy around to. Well, for especially the way he just played, like and the injuries they got, like the two guys they have are. PJ like, Walker and. Yeah, but they're not like, I'm not, they're not confident, right? I'm not confident in them to, to win any games, but yeah, like. I don't know. You you put him on the practice squad and someone else picks him up. Like that's that could be the end of your season, unless they truly believe that he wasn't good, or maybe he's not getting along in the dressing room, or maybe he's already being ten like causing tension with like the coaches that want him to run a different system or something. I don't know. I just thought it was a very 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 weird very weird move. Yeah. Um, now on the other side of something like that, the Cardinals released Zach Ertz so that he can go play for a contender. Do you see a spot for him to go? Well, I would have thought the Ravens, like it kind of timed timed yeah. out, but that makes they came out and said no. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense though, with Mark Andrews being injured for the rest of the season. Like, I don't know why yeah. you wouldn't. Like, maybe they 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 have that kid Isaiah Likely. Maybe they believe in him, but I I would rather have Zachers. Yeah, you'd think you just want a veteran guy who's you know a little bit reliable to, to a thousand be in the percent depth chart. A thousand percent. Especially seeing that you just lost a guy, but maybe Zacherts doesn't have what he what you know. He's kind of disappeared in Arizona just because they've been so relevant in a while. Maybe after analysis, these uh, uh, teams are looking at him it's like, hey, you know, he doesn't have what he used to have. He's yeah. obviously not the where he was when he was in Philly, like at his his peak. Yeah, but how much does he have in the tank to contribute to a team? I think somebody would want him because having a good tight end. Is huge. Like, look at the Lions right now. Look at how much of a difference the game changer Laporta makes for them. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like easy... when you have a good tight end. Yeah, that's you know an offensive tight end like that. It it changes your whole game around. I know it's very odd to me that someone wouldn't pick him up. Like maybe the Seahawks. Even who's starting at the Seahawks tight end spot? Like they could use him. They're trying to make the playoffs right yeah. now. They're not in a spot, but they could they could get him. Maybe the Rams. I know the Rams have Higby, but. Why not? Like, why not have Zach Ertz just raring to go, like practicing with you, getting ready to go? Like, Jimmy Graham just scored a touchdown for the Saints last weekend. Like, it's still, like, these guys can still do something. How is he still around? 
Jimmy Graham, I don't know. Did he play for the Seahawks last year? He, uh, I don't Packers? know if it was last year, but yeah, he was. He was in the Seahawks. The Packers so could use a Zach Hertz. Like I don't know who's playing uh, tight end for the Packers these days, but they could use him. The Steelers, nah, they got Fryermuth. But I don't know. Maybe get another guy in there. I, I don't know. I don't know why any of these teams don't pick him up. The Colts, they could use a Zach Hertz. Very strange. I don't. I, do you think he signs with anybody? Do you think anyone will pick him up? Like soon? I think he goes somewhere. I think so. I hope so. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll get a contender. I think he'll go somewhere. But uh, how eager is this guy to play? That's what I mean. It's like, I don't know if it's either to a team that's going to compete for a playoff spot or, you know, because it could be the on. phone might be ringing and it's bottom teams or yeah, like the Raiders top teams and they're just not answering, right? Yeah, or the Jets or know. somebody. Um, okay, do you want to talk briefly about uh, Roger Goodell trying to ban the tush push? Permanent. Where do you where do you stand on? I think everybody knows the story. I don't think we need to explain what it is. What's where do I you don't stand know why. I I know there's plays that have been banned before, but like there's only one team that can do this. So like just stop them, and it's over. This whole thing's over if you just stop them, right? The How Eagles are the only them, team though? that can do it. How do you stop them though? Because teams are trying to stop them. I don't think it's a thing of so if there's so just because they're good at something, they got to be penalized for it. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's silly. The The reasoning behind it is a very NFL business move to try to make the games more interesting. But they're only doing it when they need a yard or two yards. They're not doing it every play. I get it. I I agree. I don't personally think it should be banned at this time. I, there's nothing to me that says it should be banned. I'm not seeing guys getting hurt on it. Yeah, I'm not seeing it really slowing down the game to a crawl where it's no longer interesting. It's also, it's become a predictable thing where you can prepare for it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think you're you're penalizing one team for doing something well, for having a, a strength. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Just put more defensive linemen out there. Just get bigger and lower and stop them. Yeah, it, it'll eventually get figured out too, right? And some of those Eagles guys, maybe like Kelsey, how much longer is he going to be there? How many more years can they be doing this? Well, Kelsey wanted to retire last year and he only came back because they lost that Super Bowl. Yeah. So, yeah, this might be the, they might not have to ban it because this might be the last year that's actually effective. Yeah. It it could just kind of die out on its own. Yeah. But they have a new, the Eagles have a new play. Have you seen the new play that they have now? What's the new one? It's they just get their security staff member to get one of the better players on the other team kicked out, and then they don't have to worry about anything. What, what do you think about that one? You think the guy was completely in the wrong, or I, I think he jumped the gun. Yes, I think that I think that what he did is something that anybody on the sidelines would do from the Eagles. Is like okay, well, it's just he tried to separate the guys. I think he himself jumped the gun. If he was a team, like a, a member of the team. I don't think this would be an issue at all. I don't think either guy would have got kicked out. But is but he because, not a member of the team? Well, team not staff? a player. Like a player. A player. Oh, player. A player. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a player is different. Though. A player. A, a player is very different than any other. That's what I mean. Is if he, even if he was an undressed player, like, uh, and he and he just walked and said, like, "All right, everybody, back here." I I don't think that's a thing. But the fact that he wasn't an official Philadelphia Eagles player, or even I don't even know if he'd be considered a member of the team, um. I think that is why the San Francisco player got kicked out was because he hit somebody that wasn't a part of football. Now, 
the, from the, the loss from, is from the San Francisco the 49ers. From the San Francisco player side, I can see his reaction of, for all we know, he doesn't know who he is. 100%. He just, he just sees a guy dressed again in his face and he just reacts, right? Yeah. And so I, I understand I, from both sides. I, because because I don't think the guy's intention was malicious. Like it's not like he went after him as a player. It was pretty clear he was trying to just break up the fight. He didn't throw a punch at the guy. He didn't like shove uh, shove him out of the way or something, right? It yeah. didn't look like it was a malicious intention. It looked like he's just breaking up a thing on the sidelines. I understand. Hey, you got involved in a play. Like we're just gonna you know to settle to cool all heads. We're gonna kick you both out. I get it from the the referee side. I don't think what he did was atrocious. Like, there's no place for that sort of thing. I, I get it. Maybe think twice before getting involved. I I also don't think either of them should have been kicked out. No, it didn't. Like the easy the easy way to stop this whole situation is just to be like, all right, everybody, calm down, go back to your own sidelines. Because basically, he came in, and then the player uh, Dre Greenlaw, I think was the guy's name. Yeah. Um, he he kind of just shoved it back and be like, who are you? Why are you involved? Like, get out yeah, of here. Just give like, him a little shove to the face. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, it literally, and he barely touched his face too. It's just like, get out of here. I don't know you. Who Are you even part of the team? Like he could have just been a fan for all he knows. So I don't think he should have been kicked out for that at all. Um, and then if anyone, Dom should have been told like, hey, maybe just stand back. There's no reason for you to be as close to the field as you are. I just find it funny yeah, that they I, talked about him in the first I mean, quarter. when you're on the sidelines, you're on the sidelines and it just, it happened to happen in front of him, right? It's, I don't, he didn't come running 30 yards down the, True, no. to do it yeah. right like i think it, it was a just nothing actually occur right in front of him i i understand the kicking of guys out sometimes they do it because they can they can see that this game is going to get heated and they're trying to stop that before it happens i agree i don't you know, think they don't want it to that. boil over i don't think that this was that no i i think they could have let it go yeah i think they jumped the gun a little bit on that one yeah but i could also see the nfl kind of making a new ruling about who's Who's like an official team member and what like who can get involved? Because if that was the coach, other that was the of coach. Like a coach or a coordinator, if that was a coach or a coordinator that stepped in to try to break things up, I, I don't think anybody. Uh, I don't think anybody um, does anything. And I also don't think he gets shoved in the face. But if you shove the the coach in the face, that'd be a little bit different. I could see Greenlaw getting kicked out and the coach staying. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But the fact that yes, yeah, I hundred percent agree. If he was you know, a coach, but even if it was a trainer, if it was an athletic trainer or something, I can see it being the same situation as the head of security or whatever he is, right? Well, remember in the Packers Lions game at the end of the year last year, the um they put the, the medical the Lions, yeah, the Lions training staff guy came in and the, that was the, a very different situation, though. No, he definitely should have been kicked out for that. Like the, the yeah, that was yeah. just the, there was an injured guy on the field, yeah. and the medical staff was attending to him, and he got shoved out of the way. Like the, the Packers yeah. guy, it was just that was a classless move. Oh, yeah. That was, the know, that was a very it. one-sided, malicious intention move. Yeah. Well, especially after everything that happened with DeMar Hamlin like two weeks earlier. Like you just can't be pushing training staff guys that are trying to run into to help a player. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Dom head of security thing because... Likely nothing, but... Well, here's the weird thing is, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, Tyreek Hill um, did a celebration where he like took a guy's like a sideline photographer's phone and like took photos and the sideline yeah. photographer did this that guy got fired yeah by the nfl for just doing that so if they're gonna fire the guy for just being part of a celebration that he did not choose to be a part of 
Tyreek Hill ran to him because they know each other. They're friends. Um, I think the argument there was he had a camera, like an NFL like camera for photography. He used the the phone. Why was his phone out like that? Well, he's a he's a social media guy. I get it, but he had a camera. Like you can take the footage from your camera. That's what the NFL is paying him for, right? So do you I, think like his camera, right. his phone is personal. He so did he's also personal... he was holding. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he was holding a camera. For yeah, recording. no, he's a photographer for the NFL. Yeah, yeah, or videographer or something. Yeah. Um, the fact that he's using his personal phone at the same time he had it out like that—that's like you know, like a personal interest type. That I think that was their argument. Personally, I think it was just is it, it was stupid for the NFL because the NFL also used the footage and That's promoted what I mean. it. Yeah, like it's a classic NFL like double standard thing. I think it's silly, but I that's their their reasoning behind it, right? Why why is your personal phone out recording at the time? I guess I mean he is a TikTok guy and he works specifically for Tyreek Hill and a couple other guys on the Dolphins. Yeah, he only works Dolphins games. Like I just thought it was weird to suspend him or fire him or something. Like just find him and be like, hey, you can't fucking be doing this shit. Like to go just to fire. Like so that's what I'm. I think like I don't know what's gonna happen with Dom. Head of security of the Eagles, but like the NFL gets themselves. I, I assume nothing because like I don't this. think I what also he assume did, nothing. Yeah, I, 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 he didn't attack a player. If he attacked a player, it'd be a different situation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's move on from the Eagles. Uh, Zach Wilson's going to start for the Jets again this week. It came out that he didn't want to, that, but I, I think that was blown out of proportion. I, I think agree. that was some reporter because if you're in the NFL and you don't want to play. I feel like you're gone so quick, especially oh, yeah. in a situation like that where this is not a guy with three Super Bowls, an MVP trophy who can kind of make demands. This yeah. is a guy that's hanging on by a thread. And if your mentality becomes not even just for the team, if your mentality becomes I don't want to play, your career is going to be done so quick. You, you don't have that dog in you anymore. No. You don't have that fight in you. Like you've just basically thrown in the towel yourself. So I think maybe there was just some discussion of like, how are we going to go about this? And it got blown into like, oh, he's hesitant. He doesn't want to play. I bet you it was something easily as simple, like easily as simple um, and innocent as like some reporters being in the room when coach is like, hey, Zach, we want you to start again this week. And him going, ah, fuck, people aren't going to like that. And like just a, like a one-off joke that everyone's like, oh, he doesn't want to play. He just doesn't think that. It doesn't seem like he makes jokes. Well, he... I don't think he's got a sense of humor. Not from what I've seen. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I don't. We don't so. know though. That's no. what you're gonna say. You're gonna take that take. But they released Tim Boyle today. The guy that started the last two games for him. They're like, fuck this guy. They just got rid of him. Cut him. They signed Brett Ripon, the Seattle Seahawks once upon a time backup. Um. That team's a mess. I don't know what's going to go on in the Jets. Their offense is just garbage. It's not, nothing's yeah, going to happen. It's... it's a full rebuild for, or not rebuild, but just wait until next year. Not rebuild. Just wait until next year. Yeah. No. I brought it up before. I worry that it's going to mess with the psyche of some of their offensive players. Just, oh, for sure. But everyone's just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to come back. Yeah. But the waiting game isn't always great. And, well, that's why like I think Aaron young, in young players' developments like that. So, it doesn't seem like Aaron's going to play this year. The more news that comes out, it's like him it, about him is just like he's not going to suit up. He's not going to suit up. Um, I, it'd be a miracle, right? <laughs> well, that's why I think his, he's not actually hurt. Is if he does come back, it's like oh, he's not hurt. But um, if he doesn't come back, then I can kind of buy the whole 
Achilles heel situation. Um, but let's move on because we've talked about that way too much. We're, Every, everyone's lost every, confidence in the Jets a long time ago. Team that's losing confidence now, everyone who's losing confidence, especially Taylor Swift maybe, is Kansas City. Is this I team? If, I don't know if Kels, uh, yeah, Taylor Swift would be because the story that came out, um, and I don't know when it came out, I saw it like a couple weeks ago, is Travis Kelsey has been wanting to retire for a long time. He's thought about it for a couple seasons now at least. Maybe Taylor Swift's into that. She gets more time with her guy. Personally, I still think it's a manufactured relationship or whatever. For <laughs> but that aside, um, yeah, you know, like I, I, you never like to see that when it comes out that a player doesn't want to be out there as much as. He well, wants I to. can I can understand a player being like, I don't know how many seasons I got left. Yeah, but if a guy's out there and he's still, it looks like he's still passionate about playing the game and works hard then it's then it's kind of like okay well he still wants to be there i don't mind the conversation about retiring i mean i'm a lions fan so we have dealt with two of the most um like biggest retirees out of nowhere like just like that abrupt yeah the abrupt abrupt yeah sorry thank you thank you for putting that word in my head um two of the biggest abrupt retirees in the history of football so it's going to happen. Oh, Andrew Luck. You got to throw Andrew Luck in there. Oh, yeah. That's a big That's a one. pretty abrupt one. That's a big one. Yeah, he yeah. screwed that uh, franchise over real good when he did that. Real good. Um, he, he did and he didn't. I mean, he didn't go to a – it's not like he came back two years later to go to another team. No, but he's still – like, you'd, you'd like to have – it's the same with, like, Barry and Calvin. Like, I get why they did it, and I'm not upset at, at their reasonings. It's just one of those, like, as a fan, you're like, shit, I wish we would have drafted differently – I would. I wish we would have. I don't know. Had some type of plan. Calvin Johnson, we knew because he was just very much like what Travis Kelsey is going through now. Is every off season, I don't know how much I have left. Yep. Every like every time they win or lose, it's like I, you know, I kind of want to. I want my body to be healthy. I want to be able to live a life after football. Now, that this the Kansas City team being bad goes beyond this because they have no wide receivers, and Kelsey's not playing as well as he was the first half of the season. Um, and the refs, his numbers are definitely not there from the previous seasons. Now the refs aren't uh, no longer handing them games, but they are sure as shit are trying. They got every call wrong in that Packers, um, chiefs game. Like in the last two minutes, every call was wrong. I, I don't know if they are trying though. That's, that was the whole point people were making is that they didn't win because the refs weren't on their side this time. Like there was one where, um, at the, at the end of the play, uh, Kelsey claimed he got pushed. He was pretty irate about it. There was another one a little bit earlier where the, uh, Val- I think the Packers player was over over the sh- like back and shoulder. Oh, like just jumped on him. Jumped on him. Valdez scaling. Yeah, jumped right on his back. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So it, like those would have been crucial ones where – and again, we've just talked about this before. I remember the um, playoffs last year for uh, Bengals and KC. The last play, which that a lot of people said they handed the pass interference yeah. to Kansas City to let them win. It's not that it wasn't pass interference. It's like the lack of consistency that the same situation earlier doesn't get called. It gets called sometimes, right? It's just lack of consistency. Yeah. Because refs will always make that human error. It try to be consistent with it. If you're letting it go all game, let it go all game. If you're calling it all game, call it all game, right? It seems to be a very pick and choose time of when they want to play and 
it seemed like it didn't line up for Kansas City that way. No. I mean, the refs will always be a conversation every season. but It'll, not, it'll never change. And you know what? I, you got to respect Mahomes because he keeps he keeps taking on the chin himself. And, you know, he admits he's like, you know, I don't think we're playing well if we're in the position where one call, yeah. we needed to get one call to have a chance at winning the game. Not just it was the win. Like, it's not like the touchdown was pulled back. No, they needed it, a touchdown we, and they would have needed a two-point conversion. Yeah, like it's we needed a chance. We needed that call to get a chance to try and win the game. You're putting your, you're not putting yourself in a good position. It's still a hope yeah. and a prayer at that point, right? So he's aware that they're not playing well enough. You think they're in trouble? Trouble? I think they eight and four, third place him, in the AFC. With him, when your quarterback is as reliable as a quarterback as you could have in the NFL in the last X number of years, you always have a chance. But it's not looking good for a deep run for me. I I don't think this is their year. I because I don't nothing think seems like it's going to change. The only thing that this is the shitty part is that if quarterback injuries continue to happen, I feel like this is a year where the Chiefs just walk into the Super Bowl and win based off injury. Like, so the Colts are on their backup quarterback, the Browns are on their quarter, backup quarterback, the Steelers are on their backup quarterback. Those are three playoff teams in the AFC right now. The Jaguars are on their backup quarterback. The only three healthy quarterbacks: Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, so, that's... and Tua. Two two quarterbacks, Ravens, Dolphins, Mahomes, and then you can say CJ Stroud and the Texans, who aren't in a playoff spot right now. Man, those are two quarterbacks to rely on, be healthy all season that are have hard times doing it. Or and then they just Mi- has Miami beat a team with a winning record yet? Uh they beat the Bills, didn't they? That's not a winning record. Um no, but this like injury-wise, like they could if Tua gets hurt or Lamar gets hurt, then Mahomes just walks in. He just walks in to the to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's insane. It could happen. It's good. It's like I don't want it to happen. I very much want to see a Ravens Dolphins um AFC championship. I think that'd be amazing. That would be it, yeah. Uh, I, but, I do like the Ravens this year. I am on the bandwagon. Or or the Texans at this point. I, I just need to see a healthy quarterback in the in the AFC championship. So um, I've got a little bit of a conspiracy theory for the week. Okay. Here we go. The, the QB thing. What's the one thing that a lot of fans have been complaining about in the last few years, the NFL is getting soft with all these things to protect the quarterbacks. The NFL is getting soft, right? Oh, you know, like what are these calls we're making? Yep. And I don't know if statistically there's more injuries or so this year. It seems like it, but it seems to be the top of the headlines. It seems to be highlighted a lot. I think the NFL is using this opportunity to justify all these changes they make to protect the quarterback. Hey, you don't want quarterbacks protected? Well, you're going to have a lot more Bailey Zappies out there and a lot less Trevor Lawrence's and Joe Burrow. Yeah. Those are such fluke injuries too, though. Like that, that's the thing is like these quarterbacks aren't getting hit that hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's scripted. All the quarterbacks just taking a year off is scripted. Oh, no, I know it's fluke (laughs) injuries. Guys landing on the legs, the ACL tears, and but you're not wrong. Like we can't have quarterbacks. the The product on the field is so much better when you have all your quarterbacks healthy. I don't think the NFL is making the injuries happen. I don't think they've got gremlins in the field 
pulling a guy guy's ankles and stuff. But I think they're using the they're going to use the opportunity to, to justify, justify a lot it. of the yeah. the rule changes they want to protect quarterbacks. That that goes against my conspiracy from a few weeks ago that they're using this so that they can go back to the violent NFL that people loved. Oh well, yeah, who knows? We'll go see. Either way. Um, okay, we got two things left. Then we got to start getting into the uh, this week's. Well, three things left, but I'm going to say, I'm just going to say two real quick. Uh, rest in rest in peace to the season for Tank Dell. That sucks because he was very much one of our favorite guys coming up on the, the year this year, rookie. He'll be back hopefully stronger than ever because he's got a long career ahead of him. Super I, fun guy to watch. I, I do got to say a, a very bright shining star for that uh, Texans team is how in the game, especially when he goes down, how Nico Collins stepped it up. Yeah, he's that, good too. That, that is like a very bright future for that Texans team. That this is going to be a good offensive, exciting team. I, I mean, I, hopefully the Steelers and Browns start falling down so that Texans team can get in the playoffs. I would love to see the Texans and CJ Stroud in the playoffs. I think that'd be awesome. Um, we just talked about this Packers Chiefs game. Man, Jordan Love is actually probably pretty good. Well, why wouldn't he be? I, I know he's, you know he's that. There is a path that a quarterback has to take, and he's yes. you know maybe it's a little bit slower than others. But that's but, those are what that's how you that's how you get a Hall of Fame career. You just you don't need to start off hot. Peyton Manning didn't. Aaron Rodgers didn't. Just like learn and build and yeah. learn and build and learn and build. That's all you got to do. So I'm very terrified that Jordan Love um, is going to be a good quarterback, specifically because he's in my division and they are in a playoff spot right now. The Vikings and the Packers are both in a playoff spot right now. The crazy. NFC. North went from very shitty with just the like the Lions kind of running through it to now there's two six and six teams. We could have um three above five hundred teams from the NFC North in the playoffs. Kind of crazy to hear about. Um they're the new NFC East. Yeah. Uh and then the last thing, real quick, the bonehead play that you want to talk about because I can see you smiling right now. So go for it. Oh, I just I you know, you feel for the guy, but Sometimes that's the lighter side of sports, right? That uh, Tyler Boyd interception. Yeah. What the hell to... happened on that one? <laughs> I think he just, that was the play. And he was like, I don't know what else to do. Theoretically, he should have just ran the ball forward. But it wasn't a good throw either. No, he threw it right to the guy. But it was also like, you know, like a childhood lob, right? Like he didn't. No, but it was also like. He didn't like, put any mustard on it. He, he looked at the guy and then went, I shouldn't throw this ball. And then. He looked at the guy again and said, I really shouldn't throw this ball. And then he threw the worst pass ever to the guy in front of the guy he was trying to go to. Like yeah. you could see in his face, he was like, I this is I don't I don't oh yeah, I'll just I guess I'll just throw it. It was bad. It was bad. It, it was, was bad. a bonehead move. It reminded me kind of like the the blunder. It didn't have as much of an impact on the game, but that um that Jacoby Myers throw last year, trying to get it back to uh, Mac Jones when Chandler Jones crushed him. Oh yeah. And then ran it back for a touchdown. To win the game at the that end, was, like they could have just not thrown it back 20, yeah. 25 yards, right? That was last year's biggest boneheaded play of the year, but probably right. Um, okay, let's get into the games this week. What do you have as let's start with the bad game of the week? What is the bad team game of the you week? You can take your pick, the NFC South. The NFC South is playing itself, it's they're bad. Like, I didn't think they're not just bad, bad, but their games well. are. They're not exciting. ATL's got no offense. There's no throwing. They're, the run game has died down. Like, do you remember BJ Robinson? B. John Robinson? Yeah, he's supposed to be the next big thing. What the hell happened? It's like well, he, he took the 
he's learning from Kyle Pitts, who was also the next big thing, who does nothing on yeah. that offense. Carolina's got nothing. They're in a bad coaching situation, Carolina. bad management situation. They're playing New Orleans. New Orleans, I thought they actually did well to make the game exciting against the Lions last week. Well, it could have went they, the other way. It was within the first five have. minutes, it was 21 nothing. The Lions really beefed it. Yeah, but again, the Lions also never were trailing at any point either. Right. So it was always New Orleans kind of fighting to claw back. Yeah. But they did a good job of actually putting in some points and, and doing well. So I think they're kind of the most exciting team in terms of actually can make some nice plays to, to watch in that game. And, and again, Tampa's kind of, I don't know, you still got Baker at the helm. Mike Evans will always make a few catches. He can, you know, he could be good for a few highlight yep. plays, but Hall of fame wide receiver overall, but I mean, the Falcons are six and six division. Falcons are six and six leading the division. And then the saints and uh, the bucks are five and seven. Like, and like this game matters for those three teams. Panthers it's, for sure. they just try to get a win. Um, and as much as you think this has happened two seasons in a row now, as much as you think that, hey, these should be almost playoff atmosphere games because you're fighting for so much, they don't seem to come out and put in exciting yeah. games. I'm not going to say that they're easy to win because, you know, like when your team's struggling, you know, wins are hard to come by. But from a fan perspective, they're just not exciting, not fun games to watch. Nobody well, cares about this division. That Falcons Buccaneers game in Atlanta, that should be a playoff atmosphere. Everybody had that game. Like that is a playoff spot atmosphere. Whoever I, wins could potentially I'm not watch take that game. over the I'm not even gonna watch highlights to that game. No. Nobody cares. Just because, zero interest. Because you know whoever makes the playoffs isn't making a Yeah, they're not going anywhere. It's a free yeah. win for whoever they play. Yeah. Now the game of the week, this one. After last week, Casey, I don't know if it's as exciting on paper, but it's still because of the history behind him. This should be a good game. Buffalo needs the win. Yeah. Casey is coming off a loss. Buffalo Casey should be the game of the week. These two have had a lot of exciting matches over the last couple of years. There's a lot of history between the players on these current teams. So much so that they actually had to change the rules of the league for because, Josh Allen. Yeah, you know, because of this game. Because, because of the yeah, their team. Now, yeah. Coincidentally, Josh Allen is still zero and five, I believe, in OT in his career. Yeah, so you know, they changed the rules for him. He's never won a game, but maybe this is a chance. Yeah, had to start somewhere. Um, this should be a good game, and the, I mean, the biggest point about this game is that both the starting quarterbacks that are franchise players are still healthy in this game. Yeah. Now, I got another game for you, game of the week, and that's the Sunday night game: Cowboys versus Eagles. That's going to be for first place in the NFL almost by the end of the year. So both these games are very much have everything to do with playoffs. Um, Cowboys Eagles are going to be fighting for the division and possibly a first round bye. Chiefs are going to be fighting to stay, keep their season on track. Bills are fighting just to make the playoffs now. Um, but I mean, there's some other good games here. Like the Seahawks Niners doesn't seem like it'd be a good game on paper because if the, the Niners Cowboys win. If the Cowboys win. Which I could see the Cowboys win. If the Cowboys do win, although Cowboys are also one of those teams that don't beat strong teams. They don't have a lot yeah. of wins against a, um Does that really mess with the confidence of Philly? Oh, for sure. Moving forward? This is the, a huge rivalry. Like, Oh, yeah. I, I, it'll mess a lot with 
the fans' confidence in the Eagles specifically because if Jalen Hurts plays at like 75% or 50%, everyone's going to be in panic mode. Everybody. Yeah. But I mean, like, so we other games where the guys like Jaguars, Browns, <laughs> two backup well, quarterbacks, depends. but is, like, it, that's for a playoff spot as well. Lawrence is guaranteed out. Yeah, he's not playing. Yeah, okay. Um, and then Colts, Bengals, also for the playoffs. But like, I mean, the Colts are exciting. Gardner Mitchell's kind of salvaged that season. Um, he's made it exciting. We talked about him earlier. Jake Browning could make this game good. Like, but that's a huge game as well. Like, that's a massive, massive playoff implication game. Like, the, all those games are are great. We got a shitty game Thursday night. We have a very shitty game. After people listen to this, the Patriots Steelers, we're going Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh. Like apparently the over under on this, it's 29.5. That's the lowest it's been since like 2005. I'm taking the Steelers. One of my picks of the week here is the Steelers. Cause okay. I, I got no faith in the Patriots anymore. I don't think there's anything going there. Steelers are at least fighting for playoffs. Could this game be tied zero zero going into overtime? Oh man, <laughs> like this game could potentially be tied zero zero going to overtime. Do you think the the NFL would just stop broadcasting the game, put on Seinfeld reruns or something? Like I'm, I would prefer that. I'm excited for Al Mike. Whenever Al Michaels, who's the Thursday night commentator, whenever he has a bad quarterback matchup, he just shits on the game for three hours. So if anything, like you could just put them, like you don't have to watch the game, but just put it on so that you can listen to Al Michaels complain about why he always has to commentate a really shitty game uh he had a great one last week though he, okay he's kind of the opposite of uh, chris collinsworth where chris collinsworth is all he's doing is praising pat mahomes the entire game Ugh, regardless of anything he does don't get me started i hate chris collinsworth he's the most annoying commentator in, in the history of sports everything he says is stupid everything he says is stupid no. i can't stand him um okay so you got steelers i got the saints over the panthers in new orleans um, Saints are minus five. Hey, your theory, so. your theory on the Panthers didn't work out last week. That the um, interim head coach, one hundred fifty-one to thirty, wins oh, the yeah. losses ratio career in uh, lifetime yep. in the NFL. Done. Done. Record over. Um, what's your next game? I got the Texans. Take okay. the Texans. I'm I'm falling up all that high energy that they're they're coming back and they're they're winning. Yeah, but- they're playing the Jets in New York. They're four point favorites. Yeah. I like that pick. Who's who's um another low? Who's going to do something probably. for the Jets? I yeah, Zach Wilson maybe. No, Brees Hall's lost his mojo. Garrett Wilson has no one to throw in the ball. Like that whole team's a disaster. Robert Salah's uh, so stressed. He just looks like oh, uh, yeah. he's like, what do you want me to tell you, people? Like you all, everyone knows the situation. Stop asking me questions. Like there's that's no. Like, I mean, like, but th- that's the thing is like everybody knows the situation. So why is he still getting bothered with this stuff? Like we well, lost our best people- player. People expect teams to do something. It seems, again, the same thing I was complaining about the Patriots. It seems like they sat a little bit too idly by, knowing that none of these guys are working. Why not try? Why not bring in Joe Flacco? Why not bring in this guy? Not You got Simeon. We never saw Simeon play. Why do we keep just accepting defeat? They did it to themselves. They did it to themselves. They could have easily bought Carson Wentz in or Joe Flacco as soon as Rodgers went down. And said Luke Wilson's going to be our starter for the next three games until we can get someone else up to speed, or Zach he proves. Wilson. Did I say Luke Wilson? You said Luke Wilson. Oh, I don't know if you meant the actor or the former the actor tight end. for sure. The former tight end is a piece of shit. Um, 
the I just don't like him on Sports Center. I think he's annoying as shit. He should cut his hair too. Uh the what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, bring and then Zach Wilson either competes for three games and earns the spot, or you go to Carson Wentz or Joe Flacco when they're up to speed. Like they did it to themselves. It's so stupid. Um, my next pick, I got the Colts, who are one point favorites over the Bengals in Cincinnati. I think Gardner Minshew can uh hold off that for a win still without Jonathan Taylor this week. I'm taking the Eagles. I think they bounce back. Man, Dallas man. hasn't beaten um strong uh strong uh, team with a strong record. I'm 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 back in the Eagles on this one. So the beginning of the when we started recording the early weeks of this season, you were always taking heavy favorites. You just took an, another underdog. Because I was running away with the picks score. Like we got, yeah. a, I got the picks running total of the ball. Only up by four. I, I was running away with it, and it was like, okay, like I could take the heavy favorite. If we only making three picks every week, I could just you know keep getting three for three or whatever. Just challenge myself. Like why run go. away with it? And uh, so yeah, I at see? least started taking little closer games. See, there you go. That's all I had to do. Um, so in that game, the Cowboys. I just made favorites. sure I got a commanding lead first, and then yeah, I finished little, the season little, competitive. You're going to lose it, though. I don't even know why we do the picks. We used to do the picks because we had the um, sports betting sponsor. Well, I still do the picks because that's what gambling, everybody, would, all people only listen to gamble. Nobody listens to us. Nobody gambles with us. And you and I don't gamble. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's someone out there that's like following along with our picks and making like good money. How could they? We don't get that many picks, right? I mean, we're both above 500. Right. That's but good. We're, they're betting just individual well, maybe games. Maybe they're just not. Yeah, maybe they're, they're betting individual games where we're usually taking the favorites. So or they're, they're not. <laughs> or they're doing, yeah, or they're doing opposites of us on certain games. Right. Um, okay. So that's the Cowboys are three and a half point favorites in Dallas. Uh, my last pick is I'm going Broncos over the Chargers. So it's in Los Angeles. The Chargers are three point favorites. Why? Why are the Chargers three point favorites? Home field. So so Broncos are a better team than them. And is it home field in Los Angeles? Like the for the Rams, maybe yes, but the Chargers, the other team usually outfans the the Chargers fans. So Broncos they, hit them Vegas, hard. Vegas knows something. Hard. Vegas Hammer the Broncos. Something. Hammer the Broncos this weekend. Um, anything else you gotta say before we go? No. How are the right. lines looking this week? Any news on the lines? Um, uh, they play the, the Bears. Bears. We don't. We don't do. Lions hey. don't do well against running quarterbacks. Justin Fields is a very, very good running quarterback. So I am worried about this game. The Bears had him tilting last uh, last time they played. I know they we, against running quarterbacks. We don't know how to stop them. We don't. They just run all over us. We're only three and a half point favorites in Chicago. Um, so that means we'd be six and a half point favorites in Detroit. But like, I don't know. I'm very concerned about this game. Very concerned. I'm not going to pick a winner. I just hope for the best. Is it 10 a.m.? Yeah. It's always yeah. 10. Yeah. That's, they're on the East Coast. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Running Down the Clock. We will uh, be back next week. Have a good weekend. Hey, if you're a fan of Formula One, then I've got the perfect podcast for you. The Pit Stop Podcast, presented by the Ordinary Podcasting Network. After every single race of the Formula One schedule, Jordan and Tyler will break it down, give you some news, analysis, insight, before answering your questions and setting you up for the next race. 
That's the Pit Stop Podcast, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.